Hello everyone, welcome back to the Well-Being Podcast. I am your host, MEC, and I'm very happy to have you here. I hope that you have had a lovely week. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about contentment. What does it mean? How does it fit into your life? And most importantly, what does it mean for somebody who's still healing like us? Cool. So, like I mentioned, today we're talking about contentment, and I think it makes sense to start out by defining what the heck contentment means. And according to Google, contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. That is extremely vague to me, because when I search up content's definition, it's a state of peaceful happiness. I, can, I think that kind of like points to the two ways that I kind of define being content which is like into two parts. So there's the part of contentment that kind of surrounds the things that one could possess. So like physical items, so like a house, um, your apartment, your phone, the clothes you wear, that kind of thing. But also status and accomplishments, you know, your degrees and the things, like the status you are at work, what you do for work. Um, the creative things that you do or your hobbies and how good you are at them, accolades, things like that. And then the second half of contentment to me kind of applies to the emotional experience. So how you experience the world, how happy are you or how happy do you perceive yourself to be and how grateful are you on, on on the regular basis? I think it's really interesting just because when someone's like, oh, someone is content with their lot You know, most of the time we kind of think about, are you content with the things that you own, like physically, or um, like your job and things like that. But another part is like, oh, and they were content. You know, then you think about it in the happy sense. So there's clearly two different parts to this, this term, and it seems like we only kind of listen to one or the other. And I think it's definitely not quite the same thing as happiness. Content you know, it it almost implies this more peaceful, subtle version of being happy. And it, I think being happy seems more like an acute, uh, I don't know, experience where it's like more fleeting. Also, I don't even know how you could define happiness. So let's go look that up. The definition of happy is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Look, they're all connected at this point. I do feel like there's a difference between being happy and content. And when I asked my audience um, a little bit earlier this week if they thought it was different, someone said, I now value contentment over being happy all the time. I think there's a difference. I also think that there's a difference. I would say that contentment is almost more longitudinal. Like it seems like something that you you accomplish after maybe like a hard journey almost like you have been on this arduous healing journey and now you've achieved contentment it almost gives me happily ever after vibes which is kind of interesting because maybe it should actually be they were content for the rest of their days perhaps um just because it seems to be a more i don't know contentment seems more nuanced than being happy to me And I think that that's pretty interesting. I think the term happy and content have different connotations. And the best way I can describe it is the fact that contentment has those two parts that I mentioned earlier. 
that being things you possess and then the emotional um, component. But they're definitely connected. And I think they're also connected to gratitude, AKA like the quality of being thankful and the readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness according to our lovely Merriam-Webster. I really do think that all three of these things are combined mostly because when I experience happiness and contentment, I'm typically being very grateful. Like when I'm experiencing those emotions or those states. So I think that that's pretty interesting just in general. I recently have come out of a like a mental health rut as you could you could see from last week's episode which is kind of funny and I think it's kind of after those periods where you've been really down that you have a better appreciation for your mental health when you start to feel like this sense of contentment it's not as energetic as I would define happiness to be it's almost like this very subtle peaceful calm feeling that like washes over you and kind of pervades everything else that you do and also I think when you are content you look through everything with a lens of gratitude like you feel like so grateful for like even the smallest things like I remember sitting in my bed I recently moved and I remember just like feeling my mattress and being like oh my goodness I'm so grateful for this bed right now like you know you've definitely had the experience of like sleeping on a very uncomfortable surface And so, like, I just, just, like, being in my bed, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so absolutely grateful for the way that this feels. And it just makes everything feel like it's covered in, I don't know, uh, some magic. (laughs) From, like, the smallest things, like, when you sip your, a latte or, like, your special drink. For me, I don't drink coffee, so my special drink is some sort of cafe tea latte of sorts. Um, And so, like, when you, like, take that first sip and you're like, wow. That, that tasted great. You know what I mean? Like, you just you just kind of have a better appreciation for even, like, the smallest seemingly inconsequential things. That's, to me, part of what being content feels like. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's something pretty interesting. So we've kind of defined contentment. But I think one of the things that someone actually mentioned is that they, uh, when I asked about contentment the other day, was the fact that they don't realize that they're content until something bad happens because you didn't realize how good you had it. I think the best way I can make an analogy to this is if when you're sick with an upper respiratory infection, of course the medical student has to say that instead of saying a cold or something like that, but when you're sick and you lose your ability to breathe through your nostrils and then you feel so grateful when you have the ability to breathe through your nostrils again, like when they're not plugged up anymore, that to me is, it, it describes it perfectly. Like you are just like so grateful for the ability to breathe through your nose and not struggle and, you know, sniffle and all this stuff like that. And you like weren't aware of how good you had it until you weren't able to do it anymore. I think that that's a really good way of kind of the way that a lot of us interact with contentment and happiness and joy and like all those concepts is that when it's gone, it's gone. And you're so acutely aware of the fact that it's not there. But then when it's there, you're not really appreciative of it or you're not aware. Like you don't really know how good you have it until 
you know, something bad happens. Maybe you get like a bad grade on a test or someone's being very rude to you at work or you have like a very discouraging conversation with a family member or something like that. And then you're like, oh, let me tell you or something. If I just didn't have, if that didn't happen, I'd be so happy, right? Or I would be so much better off if, you know, X, Y, and Z didn't happen. And I think it also happens very frequently that we have some sort of stressor in the future or in our way or that we're dealing with actively. And we kind of just make it conditional. Oh, I will be happy when, insert this woe goes away. And that's kind of, that's kind of, I, I really truly believe a lot of us operate that way, including myself. I um, was kind of writing in my journal and I said, I get little moments where I feel content I think when you feel mentally exhausted or struggle with things in life, it is much, much harder to feel content because you're hoping and anticipating and waiting for the storm to pass. And not to toot my own horn, but I like that journal page. <laughs> I really do because it's true. I, I, I think especially like when you have a perfectionistic uh, streak or perfect, perfection, obsession with perfection, Anyway, um, when you are really interested in making sure that your life is squeaky clean, very perfect, just any sort of quote-unquote dirt tarnishing what you think this like idealistic life is prevents you from feeling content. Like we make it a condition, like I'll be content when this problem goes away. And I think that that's, it's something that I didn't realize I was doing for a long time. I kind of started off early when I was younger with school. So when I'm in school and it's like, oh, when this test is out of the way, I'm going to get my life together. I'm, you know, I'm going to start exercising and studying ahead of time. So I'm not in this position anymore because I'm like really stressed out about this exam. And then it kind of became when I was like applying to medical school. I was like, oh, when I get into medical school, I'm going to have my life together. I'll be so happy all of these things will be great. And then like, I remember when I was, um, if you're like dealing with the stressor, right? Like, oh, just like when this person stops acting like that, I'll be so content. Like I won't even complain ever again. And obviously you do find yourself in this situation once again. So that's not technically true, right? Um, we just kind of trick ourselves into thinking, oh yeah, I'll be content when this thing leaves. Which is pretty interesting just because I think about how people always say, like, I'd rather be, they say, like, I, I'd rather be miserable on a yacht than be happy living with less, right? And typically they make some sort of parallel to poverty um, or being poor, which is, yeah, it's uncomfortable and non-PC and not a fan of it. And I think that that's, that's so untrue. Like, you know, pe being miserable and like equating it to be like, oh, if I'm miserable and have things, it's better. But then people who have things are like, oh, if I only didn't have this, people who, <laughs> I don't know what that was. There was a very large honk behind me. People who do have a lot of things are just like, oh, if I only didn't have this like inconvenience, like whatever this issue is, and maybe it's a relationship issue. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a genuine, like very large issue they're dealing with. I think you can be grateful once it's over, but like once it's over, you go back to baseline levels of where you've been functioning. Something, something to think about.
food for thought. How about that? And um, I just want to emphasize the fact that the presence of stress does not have to invalidate your contentment. People who live with very little seem to be pretty happy sometimes, right? I think we can see lots of examples of this, and they like to whip out those, you know, images of imi- you know people who are living in developing countries who like live very like happy lives, living with like very little. And I think that that's overly simplistic and also kind of exoticism. So I'm not going to lean into that. But there are people who have a lot and are very very miserable because we're con- like making the condition that having stress means that I cannot be content. I can't. I think there's also something very important as I transition to the concept of like achieving like the status of being content because that's also not really helpful. I had a lovely professor in undergrad and his name was um, Dr. Tim Bono and he is a positive psychologist and he wrote a book called Happiness 101 and I also took his class, took two of his classes. One was like the psychology of young adulthood and the other one was positive psychology and let me tell you it was hard to get into that class because everyone all these students at this university are like please for the love of god tell me how i can become happy right and the first thing he says when he gets up in front of the room is that it's this class if you came here to become happy that's not what this class is about and everyone's like oh maybe i signed up for the wrong class <laughs> but then he says it's about becoming happier right because, um, and I'm going to take a quote out of his book, Happiness 101, a little plug for him. He says, being happy implies a destination on the horizon instead of a process we can always be working toward. Which is so true because, like, at what point do you reach that, you know, imaginary threshold of, you are now happy, um, you know, absolute congratulations, here's a, a bouquet, some flowers, and a check for $1,000, you are now officially happy. And is it just as easy to get dragged back across the line onto the not happy side? Like when you have like a bout of depression or people are being difficult at work or you step on something wet with your sock, like, like for real, it's, it's, it seems kind of silly to like make a little decision based off of that and be like, yep, I'm happy. And I'm not happy anymore. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's obviously not a binary, but I think a lot of us treat it that way, especially like when someone tells you like, oh, are you grateful? Are you happy? Or are you content? Then like you automatically are like, well, right now I'm not like overtly experiencing joy. Am I happy? Do I need to be like overtly expressing like, like, you know, being so excited or being really joyful, the things that we associate with like an outward being happy in this moment to like get that label of like living a happy life, question mark. And like, if I have other stressors in my life, does that mean, if I have other stressors in my life, does that make me not happy anymore? I think it, I think about that a lot. Just because, you know, I feel like I have a lot of things to be grateful for. And then I still have, you know, other mental health concerns. Like I get really anxious and I have invasive thoughts and, you know, like OCD behaviors. And I'm like, goodness, am I, am I happy? Am I living a happy life? And then sometimes I'm like, I am very content right now. But I will say, the times that I'm content, I'm not really struggling mentally a lot of the time. And so I think I just, I'm constantly trying to balance this act where I would like to be okay with knowing that I can 
he's struggling with other things in my life, whether it be mental health, whether it be medical school or stress in general, and be content with other things. So like, I'm content with the content that I create. I'm content with the community that I interact with and my friends and, you know, how far I've come and the things that I've accomplished. And I think it's really hard to hold both in your hands. It's re- it really is. I think most of us manage to do it, but I think sometimes it gets a little bit more difficult, especially when you have, like, the whole perfectionist mentality. I did ask my community last week, do you guys feel content? Which a lot of people said that they get asked this all the time and they hate it, (laughs) which is funny because I also hate it. I just asked because I knew I was making this episode and I was curious what people would say. 30% of you said, yes, I am content. 59% of you said, sometimes, I'm sometimes content. And 11% of you said, not really, I am not content. And, you know, some people actually like left comments and said, you know, my contentment comes from feeling secure, like financially stable and, and also, you know, feeling secure in my life and uh, the love that I receive. And someone else said, you know, contentness, contentness is a pipe dream. Yeah, obviously that's a, that's a loaded statement. I'm gonna let it sit. I'm gonna let it sit there. (laughs) Um, And then someone said you can be content with some areas of life while not so much with others because life is complex. And I would agree with that. And I think it's really hard to sit with both of those. I think we have such like a desire to label ourselves, to associate with things and to like connect with other people. Like, oh, I also have this label, so yes. Which is part of the reason why I think a lot of people rally around, like you form communities around shared trauma or shared difficulties. So like when you're in medical school and people like go take a really hard exam and you leave the exam, you're like, oh my goodness, that was so hard. And everyone's like, you know, talking about how difficult it is, right? Or if you, you know, if you went through a really difficult, like, experience. So, like, a lot of people who come out of, like, a boot camp or something or, like, went to an exercise class and it was really hard or had a really difficult, you know, boss. Everyone likes to talk about how difficult, like, that experience is because they bond over it because they all have, like, the label of, like, struggling and they all, like, associate with that. And I think that that's pretty interesting. We all kind of rally around complaining or rally around... um, like bonding over like shared difficult experiences, which I think is a pretty interesting thing that we tend to do. But I don't, I don't think many people rally around being content about things, mostly because I think it's much harder for people to, you know, say like, oh, I'm content. Yeah, I'm content. Because then people are like, oh, that's annoying. I'm not. And if I'm not content, you sure as heck shouldn't be. You know, like oh, the world is going to heck in a handbasket. You know, like all these things are very negative like how are you content like what nah because we cannot like fathom the concept that you can be content in some things and not content in others like they're mutually exclusive like we love doing the whole binary thing I think that's kind of weird why do we do that like you can obviously be happy about some things and like not happy about others but like when it comes to contentment like we we suddenly you're not allowed to do that like we're not allowed to hold both identities, I think that's, it's interesting. I think the idea of comparison plays a really large role in that. 
obviously like social media and like being told that there's like not enough seats at the table for people who have this particular label. Like there can only be a certain amount of us who achieve this thing. Like it's not cool anymore if all of us achieve it. So it's gotta be like kind of exclusive. There's not enough room at the table. Therefore, if you're content and I'm not content, not a not, let's just all not be content because there's just not enough room. There's not enough contentment. Like you, it's not, you can't go around, right? I think that's kind of interesting. Just, um, just like the way that we view everything, especially because like we all want it, right? And it's possible for us to all be content potentially in some way. Obviously, we're not all going to be content every way. I'm certainly not. And I don't say it like I am. But I just think that that's something interesting to think about. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've said the word contentment so many times, it, it, it feels weird in my mouth at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would just say, to sum it up, you can, you can be struggling with some things in your life and still be happy about other things in your life. And that, you know, the presence of stress does not have to invalidate your contentment. It doesn't have to. And it can, if you're like really struggling and it's like really affecting you, of course it can. Like you don't have to be content. It doesn't have to be this like coveted cup that we like, that one drinketh from. (laughs) But if you, you know, allow yourself to hold both realities. Like my therapist loves to say like, two things are true. You can like struggle with things that you're, you know, your mental health or like your job or like making ends meet financially. And you can also enjoy how soft your bed is. You can enjoy like how lovely the taste of a latte is. And you can enjoy like your favorite outfit and like the way you look in it. Like you can be content about some things and not content about others. Two things can be true. They don't have to invalidate each other. And I think that that's that's the key takeaway. Y'all are really cool. If you guys are interested in reading um, Dr. Bono's book, Happiness 101, or it used to be actually be called When Likes Aren't Enough, um, I will link that because he's super cool and maybe he'll be a future guest. Maybe not. Anyway. It is all good. I hope that you have a lovely week and do look out for the mini meditation that accompanies this episode about contentment. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. Bye.